listening to the Top Music Guitar Podcast, the show for guitar teachers to learn about the craft of teaching great guitar lessons that students love. If you're looking to start or expand your studio and make guitar teaching your full-time dream job, you've come to the right place. Each week, you'll get to hear from some of the top guitar teachers from around the globe and get their best tips and experiences so you too can build your own dream studio. I'm your host, Michael, and I've founded one of the top guitar schools in Australia, written a best-selling curriculum, and I mentor guitar teachers. I'm excited to share my expertise with you and the wisdom of all the experts we interview. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Top Music Guitar Teaching Podcast. It's our first interview in a couple of weeks. We just had horrendous luck with... uh, people not being able to attend their meetings and all the things like that. But we're finally back. And as always, I've got a real treat for you guys. Someone who's having their second appearance on the podcast and uh, somebody who I consider one of my favorite people to talk to about the topic of guitar teaching, an expert in his own right, the host of his own guitar podcast and the author of a few books, but more recently, The Beginner Guitarist Playbook and the brand new Beginner Guitar Lead Playbook. Mr. Den Lopez from the Beginning Tires podcast. Den, welcome to the podcast. What's up, Michael? Great to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me over to your house again. It's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And uh, we've almost had the most amazing conversation because uh, I hit it off with this guy straight away. It's, it's literally 6.15 a.m. here. I got up at 6, uh, 5.45 to do this interview with him. And I've just told him that he's actually interrupted my dream. I was having the most ridiculous dream. It was I was taking performance-enhancing drugs in order to win at the Olympics somehow, <laughs> but it was also like the Fast and Furious, so it was actually like car racing at the Olympics. I don't even know what it is because I don't take drugs or anything like that at all. It was a really weird, out-of-character dream for me, and Dan, you've ruined it, so we better have a good episode today. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, for sure. Every time we speak, Michael, it's, it's the best. I have so much fun. Awesome. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to our first interview with Den, definitely check it out way back in episode maybe 20 or 30 something. I can't remember because it's amazing. This is actually the first interview past interview number 50, which is really, really cool. So we're glad to have you on here. Uh, Now, Dennis, we won't dive into your backstory because we did that in the first episode, but it has been probably about six or seven months since we've had you on as a guest. So what new discoveries have you made in the Mm -hmm. field of guitar teaching since we last had you on the podcast? New discoveries in guitar Okay, so I've I've got a few. Uh, The first thing, let me just bring it over to, because you teach teachers too, right? So one thing I've discovered that has completely changed my business forever, for the good, is surveying my clients or my list or whoever you want to teach to, right? Your students, you got to survey them so they tell you what they want. So... I see, I've done this, I'm guilty of this myself. We get so excited in things we want to build or things we want to teach or things we want, we know, and we feel like now that I know this, I I must teach it to someone, right? Like you get so excited, right? But maybe they don't want to learn it. So I was struggling, I was trying to, I've got a, a mentor. And he's like, he's like, okay, what are you trying to sell? And I'm like, I'm trying to sell this. I'm trying to teach this. And, and he's like, have you surveyed your list, your email list? And I'm like, no. 
He's like, well, you should. And they will tell you what you need to teach, what you need to sell, and how you want, how they want to consume it, right? Because it's very different to if you want a class one-on-one, -on -one, if you want to go to a music school, if you want a book, if you want an online course, if you want tab, if you don't need tab, if you want only audio, like it's completely different what people want, but you got to survey them to be able to know what they want so you can create what they want because that's your ultimate goal, right? Obviously generate money, generate income, make a living, but ultimately help who you're trying to serve, right? So what better way than to ask them what they want, build it and sell it to them. So that's one thing I've learned in the last six months. Yeah, I think that's a really, really important thing to be aware of. And I would say most of our listeners are probably teaching offline, but being guitar teachers, you can probably relate to going to a teacher who never even asked you what songs you wanted to learn. You're here to learn rock and roll, and you've got a teacher who just keeps on trying to give you uh, his favorite jazz tunes or his most favorite improvisational topic, and there's just that disconnect, and you, you leave with that horrible feeling in your stomach of, I just wanted to work on my song, and then... Yeah, so I think that's a really, really important point to bring up there. Exactly. Let me put you in, in um, an example. Like, I've got a 10-year-old kid, and many of his friends at school study because they don't play they study guitar and they they've been doing this for like a year now and i'm just like i'm just quietly watching right i don't want to be uh hey you got to do it like this or whatever so the other day one of his friends comes over and of course i i have my strat here my tele and all that and he comes in and he's just like staring at the guitars just like and i'm like you like them he's like yeah and i'm like you want to play them He's like, can I? And I, if you don't drop them, that's jam, right? So I taught him, I don't know if I explained to you this, but to complete beginners, I mute the first three strings, the, the thickest three strings, right? Just with a little piece of toilet paper, just tuck it under the strings, and then you can play an E minor chord, just open. Without even fretting, you can play an E minor chord, right? So I started him there, and I'm like, just strum, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, all the time. And then he started doing that with the Fender. And he's like, wow. And I started playing a little lick with the acoustic on top of that. And we had a little jam. And then I told him, okay, now move that to the fifth fret. So we started playing a little blues. And you could see the smile in, in the kid's face. Like, and then I asked him, like, have you ever played with someone or have you ever played a song? He's like, never. And I'm like, wow, you've been studying for a year guitar. And in one minute, you're jamming with someone and you've been studying for a year. And like, can you play me something? And he played me Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star and not very well, you know? So it, it was like, there's clearly something wrong in the way we teach or the common way we teach kids or even grown-ups how to start playing the guitar, right? The whole goal has to be playing music instead of, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this, Michael? Oh, 100%. I think, uh, and many of my listeners know, because I've ran about this all the time, that there's that academic approach to guitar that says go from 
you've got to go from here to here. You've got to learn this in this order. Uh, you've got to start on acoustic guitar. You have to go uh, and do the single melodies. And if you last long enough, we'll make it to chords. And yeah, it's a very textbook way of progressing through a course. But the one thing you notice about a course is someone's taken 60 years of musical development and crammed it into something they can deliver to you, you know, across 90 pages of a commercial book or within 12 weeks of a, a short course at a university. And it can be completely out of touch. And if there's anything you learn from all the uh, the major publications, and I'm not knocking anyone teaching out of like a Mel Bay book or a Hal Leonard book or anything like that, but they need to get the right balance of if we make this... Um, Don't get me started on that. If we make this a super simple step-by-step, people aren't going to do it because it's so boring or it's so babying in the beginning. But then if we make it you know, way too complex and niche specific, we're not going to get enough of the audience in there. So they have to play this you know, mass market kind of, let's give a broad general approach, but people don't know how to practice. They don't know how to do creativity. All that kind of stuff's like left out. It's just, you know, here's your single melody notes in the open position. Here's a couple of chords to accompaniment. Away you go. So yeah, no, I'm a big advocate of, of what you've said. And I think there's just so much more that we can do as teachers to help our students out. And it's great to see with your book, uh, alternative ways of approaching the guitar. And uh, with like my books where it's super simple step by step, literally, I've never read the guitar playing for dummies book, but if I wanted to open it up, that's what, how I'd want it to come across as step number one, grab the pick between your thumb and first finger. Step number two, come to the first string. Step number three, do a small flick of your wrist. Uh, if you can see me on the video here, fantastic. If you can't, <laughs> just imagine someone doing almost little robotic movements. But it has to be that simple for people in the beginning because we need to to uh, master each microscopic next level, next step in our, in our playing there. But thanks for the question because I think everyone could just do so much better on that front. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's what you just said. Like, First of all, if we come back to the surveying thing, like, I bet if you surveyed, I don't know, a thousand aspiring or wannabe guitarists, like one of them will tell you, yeah, I want to play a single uh, line melody, you know, like twinkle, twinkle, little star or whatever it is, right? One percent of those people will tell you, yeah, I want to start there. I, that's my, like, that's what I want to do. Well, sorry, sorry to interrupt there, Dan. Really, I, I really want to play that. Yeah. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yeah. Like, when have you I ever had someone over the age of six ever ask that? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I, for example, I've surveyed and, like, most people want to learn how to play songs, right? And the other half of the people want to learn how to play lead. That's like the two main things that have come across to me, to my, my audience, right? So if we start from there, what are the steps to play songs, right? That's what we need to think of when we approach trying to teach someone to play the guitar. And we got to, I, I heard your, your interview with Alex Rockwell, and he was talking about ex, expert amnesia. And I think this is something you, you really do well, Michael, with every single micro mini step, there's nothing left to chance, right? With your books, like there's, okay, grab it like this, tilt it like that, micro adjustment to your wrist. Now do like that, right? And I really admire that. I don't have the patience exactly for that. And my style of teaching is a little different, but I admire how you break it down so to the T 
where you can't fail. Like you're going to get a result if you go through that process. And that's, that's admirable. I really admire that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And it's, it's definitely a personality thing. I know um, so many teachers don't go to that level, but I also think it's an awareness thing because, uh, and this is a great little tip for anyone listening at home. I do free trial lessons as part of my, you want to learn with me in person. We'll do a free trial lesson. I can assess you. If anyone has been learning with another teacher, I can help them have a significant amount of breakdowns. And this is a bit of a salesy tactic thing. But if someone comes in and they're holding the pick the wrong way and their thumb is right over the top or not even a touching, especially with kids, there's just so much low-hanging fruit. And if I can just fix the posture here, fix how you hold the pick, they go from really buzzy, you know, horrible-sounding frets and abrasive picking to sounding like a million bucks in the space of a minute. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you hold your pick that way and you teach you what you've been learning for two years, not to put them down, but to make them to, to really rub the salt in the wound of, hey, you haven't really got your money's worth with the other teacher. Oh, yeah. What I find with most teachers who teaches at, you know, at primary school and so do all the elementary school, primary school teachers, oh, maybe they're just classroom music teachers who had to teach guitar as part of their school music. And that's actually something that happens is the kids learn guitar for a term at school uh, and piano for a term and recorder for a term. And the ones that really like guitar come and find me as a teacher and, and because they're not taught by a guitar teacher, they're taught by a music teacher who's probably, again, self-taught. They get so many habits passed onto them. So that kind of is really low-hanging fruit to just fix up how does someone hold a pick? How does someone fret on the guitar? What's their hand positioning? What's their posture? Yeah. So many guitar-related problems, especially with beginners on you know $50 guitars where the, the string you can grate cheese on because it's so high, you can solve really, really easily. But the original point I was going to make is, fortunately, my dad and my uncle were both AFL uh, national level, you know, uh, football players here in Australia. This is Aussie rules football, not that oh, weird yeah. game you play with a round ball. <laughs> Man, <laughs> so I grew up around players and coach coaches all time, and both of my uncle and my dad went into coaching. My uncle, you know, like right up to premiership coach for uh, Richmond Tigers here in Australia. So I always grew up around coaches and was able to see them coach people. And now we're just going to be flat out mean. And most people think football players are big British players. Uh, so the, co the instruction was always give them the three most important instructions because they're going to be too dumb to remember any more than three kind of thing. They're going to forget by number two. Yeah. So every plan, what's the three most important steps? Oh, we've got to learn this. What's the three most important steps? We've, uh, how do I teach someone this skill in the three most important steps? How do I refine them and go through a process of, that's wrong, fix this, all right, now try fix this, now try fix this. Now you are 200% better than what you were five minutes ago just by going through the motions a couple of times. So that's kind of steeped into my personality and uh, the way that I actually teach things. And from being able to go to the training sessions of professional football teams and see how they coached their national level athletes uh, was a really good insight into how I can train my guitar school students. What I've seen or what I sense, I've never been a student of yours, but I, I see how you speak. And I think I can relate to what you're saying, because what I think you do, Michael, is, and I do this too, is when you see a problem, you instantly find out a process where it's fixable. And how I like to think of it is it needs to be a process that works for everyone every single time. If not, it's not a process. It can't work for some people. and for others, it can't, right? 
So I think you think in, in those terms, I don't know if I'm um, wrong or not about that. Yeah. And I'll often, because uh, we obviously do the teacher coaching, I talk about concepts of uh, problem solving practice. Every, uh, and again, I probably teach a lot more lead guitar technique than most people. So I've obviously got protocols and learning methods for beginner guitar students who the focus isn't on having super perfect technique. I encourage good habits, but we often don't have to have super perfect spot on technique in the beginning. But with the the players who they've been playing guitar for 10 years, uh, their past beginner phase, they're starting to solo or they want to get really fast, but they hit these speed plateaus. All we have to do is identify problems and remove the obstacles that are holding them back. So if someone's pinky is flying up and down uh, all over the neck, then no amount of metronome work is going to make them any faster. What we have to do is solve the problem of your pick is moving a centimeter too much with this angle, hand swiveling, and your pinky is flying everywhere. Uh, If we just solve the picking problem, your individual note speed will speed up and we solve the pinky problem. Now you're back in sync. You can play really fast. So because I cater to so many more advanced players and I'm kind of like the go-to fix-it guy in my city of Melbourne. If you want to learn heavy metal or shred or build speed or or solve problems because of this problem-related practice approach, I can have someone come in and and the asking is a really key part. My students fill out a survey where I say, you know, why are you here? What do you need help with? What are your most uh, frustrating problems? If I had a magic wand and could wave it an abracadabra, you could do whatever it is, what would that be? I ask them these questions. They tell me they come in for an introduction session. I just say, okay, today we're going to work on the three most important things. They leave that session with me having them solved a problem that's been giving them sometimes 10 years of grief. I had a guy who looked like a Hells Angels. He was a biker, but he looked like a member of a motorcycle gang with a big, long beard, tattoos. He literally had fire tattoos, like generic kind of things because he was in his like mid 60s. So, He'd wanted to play guitar since the 70s and he always, he loved Iron Maiden and he always wanted to play The Trooper by Iron Maiden. And uh, we were about six weeks in and I finally said, all right, we're, we're going to tackle this riff today. And he played that riff twice and he just, you could see his face. He was like shocked that he could play it. And then I said, play it one more time. And I played the harmony with him and it sounded awesome and he just looked at me and he just started shaking and then he just burst into tears he's like no i always wanted to play this of course, <laughs> like i'm almost tearing up now yeah, like I, I literally had a 65 year old the muscular most scary looking guy you've ever seen burst into tears yeah because i asked him what he needed help with what he wanted and i come up with my here's your problem solving approach because he had been playing guitar on and off it's not that he couldn't play basic stuff it's he had something blocking his ability for the longer stuff and all I did was ask him and solve the problem and away we go. And yeah, it's a bit more sequential than most teachers, but it works for me and my personality and my approach for to sure. do things. And you have your clientele and, and people resonate with your method of teaching and it's good for them, right? Maybe other people are, it's not so convenient for them and they like to learn more in my style or they like to learn more in Lauren Bateman's style or whatever it is, right? But I, I think it's, staying true to your methods and finding people that you connect that way is is key also i mean generically speaking you got to serve to a point everyone that comes into your door right but 
but yeah, asking questions is, is I had a, a, a guy the other day, I, I offered as a part of an offer, I'm like, I'm going to go live twice, one hour a day for two days in the weekend. Right. And he joins and I'm like, okay, what's your story? So I ask, I ask him questions and he ended telling me that he had dementia and that his guitars were not playable that there was no stores next to him, that he only had a, an electric that was playable, but his amp was not working. And I'm like, why is it not working? So I started asking questions and turns out it was a spark and he didn't know how to, how to connect it. So the whole lesson for an hour was him going to get the amp, bringing it in, plugging it in, downloading the software, plugging his guitar and going, ring, and he too started crying just because he couldn't play guitar for like six months because his guitars were not playable and he couldn't fix them. Yeah. You know, I bet you he felt good after that lesson. Yeah. How beautiful is that? It's amazing. It's a really good, um, I just want to go back to the point you made about, you know, everyone has a different teaching style mm -hmm. and that's really, really important. If you're listening to this as a guitar player at home and you're not quite happy with your teacher, just go out and find a different one or try a couple of different ones. And there's definitely people that exactly. don't work well with me. Uh, I fortunately, again, employ a bunch of teachers. And if someone you know comes to quit, hey, I'm not really finding lessons are fine. The first thing I say is, how are you getting along with this person? You know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And unfortunately, I have had to let some teachers go in the past. And whenever I've let them go, those teachers have deviated from the plan and just started teaching all their own favorite stuff all the time. Uh, and part of my plan within lessons is 30% of this lesson has to be working on what the student wants with during their time that they're paying for kind of thing. So exactly, exactly. the only flip side to that or the extra thing to add on the topic is, although I have fixed regimented ways of explaining things, I often have two or three weights. So, so you mentioned a framework um, where you need a process to teach someone something. I think one thing I'm quite good at is understanding that some people are visual learners and some people are kinetic learners and there's you know some people can watch you do it once and copy it other people if you write it down for them it works so often having a couple of different ways to approach the same problem or a couple of different analogies to explain the same thing i'm a big fan of analogies me too um can be really really helpful i love the one of the latter i tell it all the time i mention you all the time my friend michael gumley the latter the latter i tell it to my students all the time that I don't know if you still use it, but like going one step at a time and especially, I also tell it like setting your foundation where your feet are your foundation. And that's what, like, that's step one, right? For example, for me, it's rhythm. Okay. Let's solid, solid rock. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Okay. Now we can stretch to change in from an A minor to a C. One, two, three, four is already there automated. Let's move to A minor to C, right? Okay, now we've got A minor to C. Now let's go A minor to C to F major seven, right? So it's one step at a time building up the ladder, but your foundation is always rock solid. And it's always one step at a time. I love that analogy and I use it all the time, Michael. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad. And th these are the ideas. We have the podcast. You know, I'm like, do I share all my ideas with the whole world? Mm. Do I keep them to myself? But I'd much rather share my ideas with someone like yourself who's out there actively helping students all around the world. And again, why do we do the Top Music Podcast? It's because we want to help 
other guitar players help our students have a better perspective. We want someone listening to this, you're going, you know what? All I've done for the last five years is teach my students my favorite jazz song instead of their favorite rock song. And hopefully if you are that person, you can turn things around. Now, you can definitely go, hmm, maybe I'm only going to, I'm going to ask people what they want to learn. And if they don't say jazz, I'm going to say no. And there's nothing wrong with that being really, really niche. But at the same time, you can only teach a certain number of people and you're going to say no to a lot of people. So yeah, absolutely nothing wrong with turning down clients. I'm a big advocate of that uh, and becoming the expert in your own area or or specific field. Nothing wrong with that. But if you're listening to this and going, oh yeah, I'm not really doing a good job of asking, Mm -hmm. then you know, that's something to be really, really aware of and helpful there. But um, getting back on track is we're just having such a great conversation. Yeah, can, I, can I just add something to that, Michael? Because Certainly. Because I've gone into that, into that mindset, scarcity mindset of I'm not going to share my ideas and my processes and my frameworks because if not, this is something here in Spain we, we think all the time because someone's going to steal it. I got to trademark it. Because if not, someone's going to steal it. And I think that's, I mean, this is how I think about it now. Once I create something, it's not mine anymore. It's to serve who I created it for, right? So once I create my framework for how to learn songs quickly, that's a framework I just created, right? So why wouldn't I share it? It would be selfish for me not to share it with as many people as I could. Obviously, I'm going to try to sell it while I share it, but why not share it with you when you can teach it too, right? No, then you've got to pay me royalties. We're here to help people. And of course, we want to make a living, but there's room for everyone. And the more I share, the more you share, the more other people share. And I learn from other YouTubers. I Like when I don't know something, I go to your podcast or I go to YouTube or I go... And if those people wouldn't share, I wouldn't learn. So why can't I share, right? So just that we all got to share. That's my my take on it. And keeping it to yourself is completely selfish. Once you create something, it's meant to to, to go away, not yours anymore. Yeah. That's an amazing perspective. And it's one of those things where, yeah, sometimes we want to be greedy and sometimes we want to keep things for ourselves. And I think maybe keep onto your idea until it's, you know, perfect. And there's nothing wrong with having a really cool idea and and selling it. Um, Definitely, you know, if you've got a book, put it in the book. But yeah, if you want to keep it a secret, you're almost limiting the amount of people you can help. And to go back to that whole, I hope hopefully you read that book that I recommended last time, but if people don't know who you are, they can't do business with you. That's one of my favorite Grant Cardone quotes. And uh, I recommended uh, Den Read the 10X Rule by Grant Cardone, which is probably my all-time number one favorite Business book, motivation book. <laughs> you read it? Oh, yes. He's got 10x everything. 10x everything. So, listening at home, Den's showing me a, a little self written note on his wall, and he's got 10x everything. Uh, yeah, if you haven't read that book, guys, and you are a business owner slash entrepreneur, you've got to read the 10x rule by or Greg Carter. Someone aspiring to do something with their life, 10x is an amazing book. Yeah, very inspiring. Yeah, I've completely lost my train of thought as to what I was saying before we got distracted with Me the 10X too. rule. It's all right. We can start <laughs> another, another branch of, of a conversation. Oh, it was keeping things to yourself. So, yeah, oh. I'm a big advocate of if you've got a really cool idea, unless you 
tell people about it. So they might have to sign up and then you tell them the secret and then you help them out. But if you just give that up front, and I think this is becoming more and more with content creators. So everyone has a course these days. Like the market is absolutely flooded. Everyone has a course. What's Alex Hormozzi doing? Another entrepreneur I'm really finding. He's just like, give everything away for free. If you can give the best thing, if you know the best thing in the world, the best secret and can get the best results, do it for free for someone. And a certain percentage of those people are going to come back to you and go, yep, I wouldn't have bought this otherwise, but now I'm going to give you money because you've earned my trust. Uh, so again, you don't necessarily have to monetize to take advantage of this, but um, this whole be secrets, don't tell anyone, don't share the secrets, don't do this, don't do that. You know, it's, it's a scarcity mindset. It's a really great way of limiting how many people you can help. You know, you don't have to give everything away for free, but if you're doing something amazing, you've got to tell people about it so they can get the result and tell other people about it. So, Dan, that's a really good uh, point, which I'm glad you brought up there. Yeah, it's not it's not free. I mean, and, and there's also, you know this, because you've read a lot of business books and mindset books and stuff like this, but that those who pay, pay attention, right? But giving your content out for free, your best content is is saying, hey, Pay attention to me, and if you like this, imagine what's coming behind that. Like Alex Hormozzi gives his book out for free. It's nine bucks or whatever it is in Amazon. You probably have it, right? Ninety-nine cents, I think it is. Something. Yeah, it's as cheap as he can have it. Uh, One hundred million offers. Amazing book too. And he says in his videos inside the book, he's like, "Hey, I'm giving you this so you can get to a hundred million dollars, and then hire me." Because I'll take you, no, he says to a million dollars and then hire me so I can take you to a hundred million or something like that, right? And you believe yeah. it because it's so good that there must be better after that, right? So I don't know. I think it's just, and it's so liberating to be able to, okay, like when you contacted me and you're like, hey, I, I want to know your strategy around ads. First thought is like, but if I tell him, maybe somebody copies my ads and then I got to figure out new ads. So what? So figure them out. You know, keeping things to yourself. I don't know. I, I don't know where yeah. I'm going with this, but you get the point. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally know. But the cool thing is he might copy your ad, get way better results and then come to you and say, hey, you should try this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's replicated. For example. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was so inspired by your ad. Let me show you what I'm doing now so you can get results too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Having said all this, there's nothing worse than someone just straight up rips you off without telling you. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's nothing worse than that. But at the same time, the universe has a way of you know sorting itself out. If you keep on doing good, good things will happen. Mm -hmm. I wanted to bring up something just on that point. So I obviously do my six-figure program. We've got our top music guitar I membership. I wanted to congratulate you on that, but I, I've been seeing success stories, and I find that mind-blowing, Michael, what you're doing. Bringing those, oh, those, thank you. those, those uh, music schools to those figures. I mean, I don't know how you're doing that. And this is where we do the shameless pin, pitch, and I say, mm. hey, if you're a guitar teacher and you're not making $100,000 a year, but you'd like to be, yeah. then let me show you how to do that. But it's amazing how many people just straight up think it's impossible to make that much money exactly. because where, where would I, I go can. To, to find out more about that, Michael? So if you go to www.sixfigureguitarteacher.com, you can find out way more. If you just add me on Facebook, just type in Michael Gumley anywhere on Facebook. And even if you're just listening to the podcast, I'd love to connect with you online. You don't necessarily have to uh, 
reach out specifically about business or anything. But if you go to the six figure program, you can read about everything. If you want to specifically um, just hang out or ask questions about guitar, I love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook. I don't use the other ones too much via social media. But you said the quotes about three minutes ago. You said, those who pay, pay attention. And nothing is truer than that. The amount of people who don't pay or buy things or think it's a scam is crazy. And I recently, um, maybe about six months ago, I made a special training, how to make your first $1,000. And I made this as a small free course because everyone wants to make six figures, or at least all the people that book an interview, they're like, oh, I want to get this course, but I don't have the money for it. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because this, this course solves the money problem. Yeah, exactly. but I don't have money to invest in it. I'm like, well, if you invest this and then you will have enough money in three to six months to be able to pay for this course easy. And it's that chicken and egg scenario or whatever. So then I go, okay, well, what if I make this training on how to make your first $1,000 teaching guitar so that now you have the money to be able to pay for the main program? So, you know, I've had a few people come through that way where they're like, oh, this is crazy. Uh, and it also helps me earn their trust because I basically give away five really great ideas to help you get students, uh, four of which are totally free. And I think uh, one guy, Sam, who's now in the program and now one of my Guitar Ninjas teachers. Hello there, Sam from the UK. He knows who he's. Hey, Sam. He'll be listening to this going, Sam gets a pat on the head. He signed up like 17 people in the first week from a strategy I gave him for free in this little ebook. So if you go to sixfigureguitarteacher.com, and you, there's a tab on the browser saying uh, free training or how to make your first $1,000. Somewhere on the homepage, you can navigate to that. You get an ebook and then access to a, a like a, a five-day course where we, we did it live the first time where every day we logged on for half an hour and I just presented a topic on how to go get students. And I said, your one mission for today is to go and implement this free strategy. And then you know, I've got a bunch of people do that for free. Some of them are like, yeah, thanks. I've, I've made a thousand bucks now. I don't need your program because I'm happy with my thousand bucks. But fortunately, <laughs> people were like, oh, cool. Yeah. It all, obviously, what he's talking about works. He's not crazy. He's not a scammer. Now I'm going to invest into the main program. So had I been scared to give away those strategies for free, I wouldn't have got those people. But the whole idea is some people I can give away every free strategy to, and they're never going to take any action. And unfortunately, I think there's a huge overlap of guitar teachers who are often creative types who resort to teaching guitar because they just need a bit of cash on the side or they'd rather teach guitar than dig holes in the hot sun or whatever it happens to be. And hopefully I'm not offending anyone listening to this in my audience at home, but there's so many guitar teachers that don't like the idea of making money. It's a necessary evil for them. Yeah, that's They are offended by the idea that you should be able to make that much money teaching guitar. And I'm here to say, no, if you're earning big, you can take the money you're making and make better products and help more people or set up your studio with great equipment. So money is ultimately a resource you can use to amplify who you are and what you're doing. But with the six figure program, it was just such an uphill battle trying to get people to, to sign up for this program. So as soon as I started making smaller, freer ways to help them get half of the way and earn their trust, that reciprocity started coming. And my brand new offer is literally building people's Facebook ads for them. So if you're listening to this at home, and uh, I'm sorry to hijack the whole podcast and make this no, about pitching. Right. I'll listen to you. I'll, I'll, I'll go into your program, <laughs> Michael. I trust you. Sorry, not sorry. But uh, my new offer, and this I'm going to extend to every single person listening to the podcast at home. I am literally 
going to make you. So if you want guitar students right now, you don't have guitar students. I've signed up over 200 students in the last 12 months. This is what I'm going to do for you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to write you a Facebook ad with your ideal client in mind. I am going to log into your account as an accounts manager once you give me permission, and I am going to make you ads the exact way and set up with all the special qualifying questions, get rid of time wasters that I use in my business. I'm not going to use my same ad. I'm not going to copy paste things. I'm going to personalize it to you, but I'm going to write you an ad. I'm going to set it up and I'm going to maintain that as an ongoing manager of your account. I'm going to do all this up front for free. You don't have to pay me anything. The only thing you have to cover is a $10 per day fee or you know rough equivalent in your local currency. You do not pay me anything until you start making money. I'm going to deliver you students' contact details, leads on a golden platter, silver platter. I think that's what you meant to say. I'm going to give you this on a silver platter. Yeah. All you have to do on the back end is give me a 5% cut of the revenue of the students that you generate on an ongoing basis as my little fee for working together. If that sounds like a really good deal, guys, I hope that it is because it is a really good deal. I'm going to help deal. you get students. <laughs> and all you've got to do is give me a percentage on the back end. So my thinking is if I can help you grow the size of your pie, then you won't mind giving me a small slice of a bigger pie. Yeah. And, can I uh, say something about that, I mean, Michael? I think jump it, in there, I think Dan. it's such a good deal that I run ads too. You know that. And I run yeah. them good. If I had to do what you're going to do, Michael, I wouldn't do it. For 5%, I would not do it. That's how good a deal it is. So yeah. <laughs> go and take that deal for anyone who wants to start running ads. It's a great deal. Yeah. Well, I've literally struggled to get people to do my six-figure program and being open about that. Like I thought it would be much easier to convince people to, I thought everyone would be like, yeah, man, I want to make more money teaching guitar. Well, everyone does until, but they don't want to pay the price of the entry ticket. And I understand my fee is, is not high. And the top music um, membership is literally 40, $49 a month. And you get access to a whole bunch of stuff. And there's mainly teaching focus, but I do have some big business modules. The people in, in top music, they have access to 80% of the same stuff. There's a few really important things I didn't put in there because I obviously needed something separate. Yeah. But I knew people who don't pay for it aren't going to implement. When people pay $3,000 for a program, they are much more likely what to implement it? and take it's action. They get that whole accountability. If you want to do the six-figure program, it's, it's $3,000. Okay, so you're talking. So what are the numbers for those three people that you've gotten results for? They were making, I think, twenty five thousand a year, and they crossed the hundred thousand, right, or something like that. I read. Yeah, so I have had a hundred percent success rate. Everyone who has <laughs> done the program for twelve months has hit six figures. One person went from zero zero dollars. He stopped teaching during COVID, and then he was umming and ahhing. Then he saw my content and goes, "Yeah, I'm going to do this." He went from zero students to six figures. In five months, what? isn't that worth yeah. three thousand dollars? I mean, how how many yeah. how wait, many wait watts of three thousand dollars would you give someone if they gave you a hundred thousand back? That's <laughs> how it. How many? How many three thousand? For anyone thinking, let's let's just go into the mindset. For anyone thinking, I don't have the money to invest in a program like this. If I assured you, me, Dan Lopez, not Michael, because he's the one selling. Me, Dan Lopez. If I assured you, guaranteed you, that if you 
go went and and got three thousand dollars a year from now you would have a hundred thousand how many loans would you go and get how many favors would you ask your friends how how many i would go and get like i don't know i would probably come up with 15 to 20 three thousand dollar watts of bills for tomorrow right here here's one here's another here's another here's another I'll see you in a year. <laughs> Obviously, you got to put the work in and and do the work that Michael's going to tell you. But that's that's the mindset you got to have in when in, investing in programs and mentors and stuff like that. The return on investment, right? Definitely, and it's been amazing with like the uh, just to see people's attitude change. The ones who do the program and and how we do actually work on their mindset and attitude about money. But yeah, you, you're totally right. I, and I say that to people, it's like. Does this sound like a good good deal? Oh, yeah, it's, it's quite expensive. And I'd say, well, how much money are you making teaching guitar right now? Oh, about $20,000 a year. Okay, so if we do this program, you pay me $3,000, assuming it's not a scam and it works, and 12 months from now you're making $100,000, is that a good deal? If it works and it does what it says it's going to do, is that a good outcome? Yes. So you're going to pay $3,000, you are going to make yeah. $100,000, that's like you've a, increased by eighty thousand, like so you've you've made a seventy-seven thousand dollar profit on your first year. Yeah. And the thing people don't realize, the best investment you can make is in your business. If you invest in a stock market or mutual funds, yeah. the best you're going to do is you know seven to twelve percent. That's like the best you're going to do. Maximum twenty percent if you're like Warren Buffett or you know the unicorn guys who just get really lucky on a, a small set of income. If you invest into ad spend, growing your business, things like that, you can get three thousand percent returns. I think actually, like my return on ad spend is something like three thousand percent. If I spend ten dollars on an ad and I get a client, that client is going to spend something like almost $4,800 with me as an average. So if I can put $10 into a machine and get 4,800 out, like a 3,500% return, you know, you'd be getting every $10 note you can, can and just cramming it into the machine you know, over and over again. Yeah, sure. that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. But people, they muck around with, you know, crypto or mm -hmm. property. Like if you're doing crypto, if you're a guitar teacher, Josh Gillis, I'm just going to straight up call you out here. I know you're listening to <laughs> If you're mucking around with crypto and yet yeah, it's exciting, it's sexy to do all these like little pumps and get these micro coins. Mm -hmm. But if you buy a coin for five cents and it goes to 10 cents, you know, you've doubled your money. But if you get $10, you turn that into an, a student via a Facebook ad and they pay you $5,000 over the next two and a half, three years as a student. That's considerably better than doubling your money on, on Bitcoin. And it's going to happen way sooner and, there's, it's going to be way less risky. It's just and exactly not only that, like what you just said, the the, the long term um, progress, right? Like you probably it'll cost you more than ten dollars to get a client on Facebook. But anyway, let's say it costs you. Imagine it costs you a thousand dollars to get a client, and then he's going to end up spending five thousand five hundred. Well, it's still a good return on investment, right? It's not going to cost you a thousand. But what you said there, if you Invest three thousand dollars in a program. Could be yours. Could be whatever program. Three thousand. 
and you have the potential to take your business to $100,000 a year, what's the return on investment over 10 years? Because that business is not going to go away. Once you have that knowledge and know how to create $100,000 a year, you're going to be able to create $100,000 the second year and the third year and the fourth year and the fifth year. It's forever now, right? In the best, like, unless there's a meteorite crashing into your studio or whatever it is, right? But, but you have that knowledge now. And it costs you three grand yeah, one you're time. Paying you a don't price. have to pay three grand every month. It's three grand, and then you've got that knowledge for the rest of your life. Kind of like investing in a guitar teacher, or investing in a mentor, or investing in a financial advisor, or whatever it is, right? You gain that knowledge, and it goes with you for the rest of your life. So that's beautiful. Yeah. And one thing people could never take away your knowledge. Once you know how to do a certain thing, hundred thousand dollars you know once you know how to make a hundred thousand dollars teaching guitar you can scale it up and you probably will because that's basically how the momentum works once you the one thousand hundred thousand is the first year you know we've got people now working towards two hundred thousand dollars in the program and you just get better and better once you know how facebook ads work for this then you can do it for your book which i hope to ask you about very very soon <laughs> um but just to bring the uh the six-figure yeah, conversation to, speak about uh, to an book, end michael <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. And a lot of the questions coming up later in the interview are about actual the business side of things because we know some of our audience just wants teaching stuff, but some of our audience are interested in the business or they're online entrepreneurs themselves looking for ways to get their ideas out to the world. But with the Facebook ads thing, so if you are a guitar teacher, this is for people who are looking for offline students uh, that they teach yeah. in person. Yes, I can help you grow your online business, but in my humble opinion, it is infinitely easier to make a guitar school and teach people in real life because of that human connection element. And if you are looking for more in-person guitar students, or at least people from your local area that you want to teach online via Zoom for whatever reason, I'm offering free Facebook ads for you, nothing down up front. All you've got to do is pay me a residual of the income. So if that sounds like a really great offer, send an email to michael at topmusic.co. And we can talk about making that happen for you. And as Den said, it sounds like a pretty good deal. I would love to help people do it this way because there's no risk to you. And it's funny because I can, I literally made a paid course on Facebook ads and I have a step-by-step -step instruction and you get my library of the first, my best three ads. And someone's like, oh, broke, da-da-da. It's not working. And I logged in and he literally did not follow any instructions. I gave you a worksheet which said, do this. I gave you a video which said, do this. And I was just like, man, if I just did it for people, it would work straight yeah. away. Oh, why don't I do it yeah. for people? And then, you know, I literally launched that offer on Sunday. So this podcast will probably come out eight days from now. So time of recording, it's June 30th. You'll probably get this podcast on the, uh, the, the 6th or 7th of July. And, uh, at which time I will have a full schedule. I've literally posted on Facebook. I've got 10 spots available. I've got two left. Yep. So by the time this uh -oh. comes out, it's going to be a little bit too late, but hit me up, jump on the wait list. And yeah, maybe it'll be a, a money down thing up front later. I don't know at this point, but I'd like to help as many people as I can for free while I have the capacity. So get in early if you want to take yeah, advantage of that. Just setting up that pixel is such a pain. Just 
but the best thing is you don't need a pixel for oh, this. Oh, you're not using pixel. Oh, how are you doing that then? Uh, now I'm interested. Oh, yeah. Well, if I was sending people to a website, then I'd need okay. a pixel. Oh, so you're using uh, lead forms in, in Facebook? What are you doing? I'm just using Facebook oh, lead forms. Nice. And uh, the word on the street from all like the guys who do Facebook ads or you know all, all the big mega mm-hmm. agencies, they're all like, yep, yeah, Facebook doesn't want to send traffic off Facebook anymore. They want everything to be through Facebook where possible, and they're going to favor the advertisers doing that. So... And again, if you're selling an ebook, it just makes so much more sense to send them to a landing page. If you're selling something online, you know, you need to send them to your page to get the full info. But if you are trying to get people to come to you in an offline business, literally all you need is their contact details. So Facebook ads is one of the best ways to get leads through that. So again, if you need help, I'm happy to, to do that one. How much are you paying a lead more or less, Michael? If you're happy to share that. Sorry, say that one more time. How much are you paying for a lead? I built, uh, so it fluctuates depending on how specific you go and how many other advertisers. So I live in a big city of 3 million people and there's lots of businesses. And for those of you who are interested in how Facebook ads work and how Google ads work and things like that, basically the more people that are advertising, the the more you have to pay to get people's attention because essentially you're bidding for things like that. So I live in a a big city. The lowest I generally get is $7 a lead. The highest I generally get is $11 a lead. If I looked at my average, it'd be my average, I think is 11 or or roughly like that. And that's in a big city. So, you know, you compete on a a level. So I'm semi-competing with any other person who has a guitar-based product, you know, worldwide advertising it targeted in my local area of Australia. But then I also um, compete against this gym over here or this uh, this bakery, things like that. So if you're in a small country town and there's not many businesses and none of them are using Facebook, you can get leads for, you know, $3, $5, relatively cheap because it's all based on um, like how much competition there is. The ad I went live for Sunday. So a friend of mine over in the UK, uh, I built an ad for him. We got eight leads in the first day, 18 leads in the first four days. I haven't checked it this morning yet. Um, his are something like $4.35, four, four pounds and 35 pence or whatever. His previous, because I saw the ad he did previously, his cost per lead was 11 pounds. And I've got in him three times the amount of lead for you know, less than half the price kind of thing. Yeah. So, and, and those leads, uh, is it email and phone number or just email or? Generally phone number, email. So if you're advertising for an offline music school, email, phone number, yeah. uh, name, and also a few questions to weed out a few time wasters. Yeah. Uh, online, I think you just want to go for the, the, the phone and email. So yeah, the advice I'm giving is specifically offline people because you need to be able to call them and then book them in for a you know a trial lesson or have an interview with them things like that so That's there's so an awesome. added layer of personal connection that you need for sure i mean just with that um if you're because see i'm playing another game michael let's let's speak a little bit about this you, you're up to this yeah well i'm okay. all the questions following this were meant to be about you and not me <laughs> <All> so <laughs> so i'm playing a completely different game i'm playing a low ticket game right uh, one time um buy my stuff I'm going to try to sell you as much stuff as possible. And then you're in my email sequences and I'm going to try to sell you more stuff in the future. Right. But I'm playing a volume game. 
So it's completely different. Like my whole strategy, I knew I didn't want to talk to anyone unless they were in my world already. And then they have all the support they want. But I, I didn't want to have to sell. Like my first mentors always told me, let's try to sell a $10,000 offer. And I'm like, $10,000 offer to learn how to play the guitar? People play it. I'm sure someone will pay it. But then you have to enter that game of messaging, uh, calling, booking a book, like, you know, all that stuff. And, but what your strategy, you're calling 15 people every two weeks, right? So how easy it is once you've got their phone number, hey, thank you so much for, like, you can send them a video, right? How, thank you so much for signing in for the lead form. I'm so glad to be able to connect with you. I'm going to be calling you in a couple of days, telling you what my program is about, blah, 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 blah. That's instant connection. Immediately, that person feels heard. And if you ask them a question like, what would you like to learn? I'm really interested. What guitar do you own? Like things like that. That's like, okay, now we're rock and rolling, right? If you see that they have a little cat in their profile picture. Oh, I see you've got a cat. I love cats too. Boom, instant connection. You And that lead is going to convert. That's so powerful. Yeah, and it's all about, you know, relationship building like for me with my offline guitar school i do a phone call once i get their contact information because it builds the relationship but it also tells me is this the kind of person i want to do business with and again i charge quite high rates for my actual lessons i offer a premium service and i'm not going to sell that to anyone so i have a phone call with people and straight away you know i know whether i want them as a student or not not everyone makes it to the free lesson but when i have a free lesson if i just said Hey, my name is Michael. My price is this. I'm located here. Yeah. A certain percentage of people are just going to go, that's out of my budget or that's too far away. But if I spend 10 minutes having a really deep conversation about every problem they've got and I tell them exactly how we're going to solve it and then I invite them to an appointment where I promise them I'm going to help solve at least one of those things, if not as many as we can in 30 minutes, they're going to drive from the other side of the city away. Yeah. Or if they can't make it, they're going to jump on Zoom. We're going to do an online lesson because they know I'm going to solve their problems. And then when they come to a lesson and I help them make more progress in 30 minutes than what they've made the last six months, then they're going to pay any price they want. And I'm not paying crazy ridiculous out there prices, but they're paying you know more of a premium than what they would with the average guy and they, and they get a better result. So it's all about building that relationship. So maybe Den, uh, for the people who aren't aware of funnel marketing, you use funnel marketing and things like that. So maybe can you give us an overview of your operation and maybe lead back into you know how, why you chose that model and and what you're doing with it? Sure, of course. Yeah, so my whole goal when I started this business is I knew I was not going to have a physical location. And when I started working, I, all, I always traded my time for money, right? So... Your model, for example, Michael, you're, only, you, you're going to have a cap unless you raise your prices. And I, I see you're going into online stuff, the ads and stuff like that, courses you can sell. But I didn't want to have a cap. So if, even if I'm charging $300 a, a lesson, imagine, right? And I do six lessons a day, that's what? That's 1800 a day. But that's my cap. I can't earn more money than that ever. So I didn't want to go into that kind of model. So I went more into, um, I want to build a relationship 
that's automized, right? So as soon as you enter my funnel, a funnel is just like, okay, I'm gonna show my stuff to millions of people and I'm gonna hook them with something, for example, hey, guitarist, or hey, beginner guitarist, or you wanna play whatever song, that's a hook, right? That's how it works. Or are you struggling with bar chords? And it's like, oh yeah, I'm struggling with bar chords. I just can't get them right. You, you demanded my attention, right? And then you give them a solution. Check this out, it's for free. In exchange of that free thing, they give you their email, right? And immediately, so how am I, you want me to draw this or something? Are, are people gonna be able to see it? Yeah, I'd say, guys, if you're listening at home, uh, go to the okay. website Top Music and find the episode uh, and we'll post some screenshots for you to uh, look at this accompanying document. Oh, no. Okay. It's going to be horrible. Okay. So, so here's my ad, right? There's my ad. Okay. And from there, it's like, hey, you want to learn how to play the guitar? Very simple, right? And then they hit what's called an opt-in page, which is basically, or, or squeeze page which squeezes their email address, right? Hey, I'm gonna give you this in exchange for an email address or phone number or whatever you wanna do, right? And immediately after that, they hit a sales page. A sales page meaning like a website, but with one product, only one product. Not a gazillion courses, just one product with maybe a, a sales video explaining the product. And that product has to be related to what you just gave them. So this is something my mentor taught me because I was trying to give them the next thing. And what he said was, you gave them this, which is a part of what you trying to, to show them. Now, how can you make their results faster? And that's your product you sell on the next page. And then mentorship or high ticket could be, I'll make it very fast, or I'm gonna go to your house and do it with you, things like that, right? But it's always around the same product, right? So that's something you got to wrap your head around. And then from here, they buy or they don't buy. If they don't buy, you just send them emails till they buy. <laughs> if they don't buy, you sell them. You, yeah, it's that easy. And if, you, if they don't buy, you send them another offer. And if they don't buy that, you send them another offer. That's the whole goal because if they don't buy your stuff, they're never going to learn what you're trying to teach them, right? So that's the mindset. Obviously, I deliver value in every email. It's not just to your throat, buy my stuff all the time. I give tips, I give free books, free videos, everything's great, but I want you to buy my stuff. That's the whole goal. And the cool thing about this is that I don't have to make sales calls. I don't have to book anyone. I don't have to teach anyone in person. It's all through courses and books. So literally, I go to sleep every day and i wake up with more money that's literally what happens oh isn't that's, that a lovely feeling go to sleep that's so cool. and wake up with more money <laughs> yep. mm -hmm. and you're totally right it's if, a lot of work if you're teaching I mean, in person very simple you can only make money while you're actively in the classroom teaching you're trading your time for money and although you can leverage that there will always be a, you know an upper limit to what you can do whereas if you've got an exactly. online course or a book or something you can sell and that can make money for you 24-7, 365, whether you're sleeping. And forever. Fishing with the kids and forever. And yes. forever. Because, <laughs> yeah, because guitars is always going to have six strings. Well, 
probably. <laughs> but it's but probably 50 years from now, there will still be guitars with six strings, right? I have had the most amazing idea okay. right now. And it's so outrageous that I have to share it. Okay. You know what a gent stick is? No. A gent stick, this trended in Australia maybe three or four years ago. So do you know the genre of music gent? So this extreme heavy metal, think like Meshuga and all those mm-hmm. copycat bands where it's... So gent is the onomatopoeia. Yeah. So the running joke is all these guys have seven string, eight string, maybe even you know nine string guitars, but they only use one string and chug on it. And that's like all the like the death core and the all these like polymath bands and things like that. So some guy made like a broomstick with one pickup and a and a like a bass string on it, which is going boom 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 boom. So I want to make a funnel, and anyone who beats me to this idea can do it, where you actually have a guide on how to make a gent stick as your like product you sell, and then you have a course on how to play a gent stick. So it's like a one string <laughs> guitar. <laughs> Well, that's how the blues players started playing slide and stuff like that. Yeah. And it makes me think of, because I know in Russell Bronson's book, he's like, his first idea was something silly like a potato cannon a or, potato gun, yeah. or something like that, which is so such a simple, basic idea. And, uh, you know, did he, I don't know if he ever made it to a million dollars a year selling no. a guide on how to make potato cannons or something like that. But, you know, sometimes there's huge markets for the most ridiculous of things. And when you use Facebook ads and internet marketing, you can find communities of people who make potato cannons or yeah. want to make their own gent sticks yeah. for a joke or things like that. So yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah really, really funny. Uh, getting back to you saying everlasting, mm-hmm. you know, there's guitars always going to be six strings. So carry on from there, Dennis. Sorry to interrupt your point. There. Oh, no, no, no. It was great. I don't think it'll work though, Michael. I don't think it's going to sell very well, but you can survey. That's the cool thing about ads. You can put it out there. If it works, works. If it not, you just spend a couple of dollars. But yeah, so I wanted to build something that I could keep on selling and that I could keep on selling without having to dedicate eight hours a day. Like once I figured it out, I just had to maintain it, right? So for example, when I first started doing this, trying to figure all this out, I worked like 12 hours a day. Now it's got to a point where I work four, right? And I want to work. Now I'm going to go into a month because I'm going to build like a mega sequence. I just going to go crazy and more courses and stuff. So I'm going to go into a rant of 12 hours a day again, but then I'll go into a four hour a day or a two hour a day. That's my whole goal. Right. And maybe 20 years from now, I can still sell my courses. Just like, for example, Justin guitar. I don't know how he's doing, but he still sells his first courses and they're still good today. I still learn from them. Right. Definitely. That's the whole plan. The whole plan is to to build something evergreen and to just, and here's the thing, Michael, like here's the cool thing about all this funnel game and things like this. Once you figure out the message, I don't care if it's Facebook that's delivering the message, if it's Instagram, if it's YouTube, if it's Michael's podcast, if it's my own podcast, if it's a local newspaper, the message is eternal. So if I know how to sell this book, right? This book right here, I know how to sell it on Facebook, but I also know how to sell it on Instagram. And I also know how to sell it on YouTube. So I don't care if the platform changes. 
I know how to sell it and I know the message I got to deliver for people to buy it. Right. Does that make sense? Totally. So that that's very exciting to me. I don't know for other people, but that's like mind blowing to me that 20 years from now, I'd be able to sell the same book revamped and rewritten and everything. Well, isn't the Bible like the highest selling book of all time and it's like 2000 years old? For example, right? Yeah. And the message is so dialed in. It's like such a strong message, right? I don't know if you're religious, but um, but they got it right. They nailed it. Like, if you don't read this book, you're going to hell, right? And it's like, <laughs> ah, I got to read this book, right? Best marketing, best hook ever. <laughs> it's the best hook ever, right? And everyone's like, okay, I got to read this book. And they sell copies. I got I to gotta do something like that. The Bible of guitar. Yeah, the guitar Bible. Something, something like that. Yeah. Beginner guitar Bible. There we go. Ooh, let me write that down. You, you've, you've got until this podcast airs to, to, <laughs> to make something before that idea gets pinched. But yeah. That's, that's The awesome. Ten Commandments of Guitar. Ooh, there we man, go. you're getting... Wow. I'm writing it down when you know this, right? Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Um, yeah, so for our listeners at home, Dan, yeah. who our listeners at home who um, have an idea for a book or a course, how do they go about getting started with the whole process of writing it or creating it to marketing it and putting it out online and whether they use Facebook ads or whatever, how do they, how do they get what they've got out to the rest of the world? Okay, I've, the books I write, I've never written like a, like a fiction book or something like that. So. I have recorded an album and that was painful and stressful. And, but these books were really enjoyable to write because here's my strategy. I listened to Russell Brunson once and he said, if you post every day, you'll never, a year from now, you won't have money problems ever again. And I trusted that guy when I first started listening to him. So I posted every single day. And that's a great strategy. Sometimes once, sometimes two, sometimes three, five, ten times, however many ideas I had. If you post every day, it comes to a point where you feel scared that you won't have the next idea. But that's where you have to post all of your ideas that day. Because then the next day you're forced to the next idea and the next idea and the next angle to the same idea, you know? And keep posting, making videos. And the thing is. Like many people are scared that the quality of the thing is not top notch. And I'm scared too. But you got to think if you change your mindset to what I'm creating is not for me, it's for my audience or the one listening on the other side, suddenly all that pressure goes away. Like I could be right here and I could open my phone, make it wobble and say, hey, the key to playing great guitar is rhythm. Right. And explain a little bit about rhythm, why it is like that. And someone on the other side is going to go like, oh, I get that. And that's useful for that person. Right. And then they write a comment and they say what they think about your video. And then you get that and you're like, hmm, create some more content. And that just evolves. And by the end of the year, you have so much content and so many uh, comments and so much feedback on what you've done that it's very easy to write a book. <laughs> you just got to gather the best bits and put them together. That's what I did and make, obviously it didn't take me five minutes. I 
with like two months on the book. I wanted to make it really great. But the first edition I worked for like a week. Yeah, that's amazing. And when you say like posting every day, is this on one platform? Is it multiple platforms? I use is, is a post an email or are they different things? So I use two platforms. I use Facebook and, well, I use three. But mainly I use Facebook and I use email marketing. So I write to my email list every day and I post every day. And from those two things, I learn a ton every day. It's, it's, it's amazing how it works. And yes, it takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. Like it takes me like an hour and a half to create a post and create an email, send it out. But then it comes back, you know, you learn, you get feedback. And not only that, you see what starts working and you can create more of that and gain traction. And it, it just grows exponentially. That's, that's like, you asked me before how to break into a crowded market and teaching guitar has to be one of the most saturated markets out there, right? There's everywhere there's guitar teachers and everywhere there's guitarists, but just being consistent every single day, boom, 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 every single day. And you get noticed. People, obviously your content has to be good, but at the end you get no, you get noticed. So it's very simple, hard to execute though, right? That's it. And it's, uh, it's an attrition game. One thing I noticed is during the lockdowns, every single person came out with all these courses. Yeah. They had plenty of time to put in it, but one by one, they've all dropped off. Like if you can just stick with it and be persistent, eventually things are going to click into place. And even go back to Facebook ads. I did Facebook ads maybe six years ago. I spent 50 bucks. Yeah. Ah, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, doesn't work. Facebook ads don't work. Da da da. Only after having, you know, invested ten thousand dollars into learning them properly and testing them over another ten thousand dollars, did I? I yeah, maybe I, I don't think I would have spent ten thousand dollars because I, I I got very good ads relatively early, and part of that is because I've got really good copywriting experience from again a decade of all this other entrepreneurial stuff. But I learned properly from someone who was had great results, like someone who, who had made $40 million essentially running Facebook ads with their program. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I found someone who was doing what I wanted to do, that? $40 million a year. Uh, a guy called Sam Ovens. Um, Sam is it a course he has yeah. called consulting.com. Um, I think he's recently sold it. So he's actually making a um, – guys, if you're looking for a, pro, uh, a place to host your course, Sam Ovens has – he switched from coaching to running a platform called School, www.skool.com. I think you can sign up for a free trial. It's basically if you take Kajabi, which you use for courses, and Facebook groups and Calendly and Zoom, and they're all put together. So if you put them all together and um, into one platform, so his problem was I use this for courses, I use this for my social network and I use this for my email marketing and it's a headache having to have them all talk to each other. I'm just going to build my own thing. So if you do have a course and you want to make it live, check out www.school.com or again, shoot me a message and I can give you a discount code for it. And that way you can get started. I think instead of having a 15 day trial, you have a 30 day trial, but I learned Facebook ads uh, partly from him, partly from a bunch of other different things. And 
I was able to relatively within a month start getting 30 to 50 leads. And then two or three months in, I was getting over 100 leads a month through Facebook because I'd cracked the code, I'd refined it, I'd stuck with it and everything I learned, I was able to you know, put to good use. And again, this isn't necessarily online leads for an ebook. This is in-person leads for a, for a business. But for me, it has been you know, amazingly successful after seven or eight years of not doing it intentionally. And then okay, maybe four years of not doing it intentionally, one week of failing at it, and then another four weeks, of four years of not doing it intentionally. And then finally trying it again, cracking the code and having amazingly successful results. Yeah. And once you know it, it's not hard. Like now you can probably get appointments for anything. Like you could go to a chiropractor and say like, oh yeah, I know how to do that. Boom, 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 boom. Five minutes, launch an ad, do something with Canva. I got you leads, right? Couldn't you, Michael? I literally went to my local martial arts gym and I said, hey guys, I noticed you're not doing ads. I make ads professionally instead of me paying you for membership, can I run your ads for you? That way you get a bunch more students and I'm happy to do that for you. Uh, just give me my membership for free. They're like, yep, cool. So my $50 a week kickboxing membership. So 50 yeah. bucks a week, what's that like $3,000 a year? I've saved myself $3,000 a year on this martial arts club. I'm going to be their favorite client because I'm going to make them hundreds of thousands of dollars through something which is going to take me two hours to set up on the back end. So again, now I've got this knowledge, this asset that no one can take away. And I'm obviously building ads for the guitar teachers uh, as this new service I offer. But I'm also going, hmm, I wonder if I can get my local butcher (laughs) exactly commit to giving me weekly meat allocate because I do the carnival. I spend like, yeah, a hundred bucks on meat every week, steak every day. So I'm, I'm saying, hey, if I can get you $500,000 $500,000 worth of business every week by doing ads for you for free. Can you give me a hundred bucks discount on my weekly shop or whatever it happens to be? So I'm sitting here going, yeah, how can I help my dance, my daughter's dance teacher so that I get her dance lessons for free? And my son's um, <laughs> son's tutor, rather than pay him, pay her 80 bucks a week for tutoring. And I go, hey, I'm going to do ads for free. And if I can get you 10 to 20 new clients a month, we just are on the books for free. Is that worth? So once you have a skill like that and you can just network with people, it, it just opens up doors. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm contemplating this. I don't have to pay for anything for the rest of my life as long as I find one person I can help in each field mm-hmm. and help them make yeah. more money and, and do better. So that's kind of like my new approach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks awesome, Michael. I think, I think though you're, you're falling into the trap of the time versus money thing again, like, just let's let's tackle two points. Like for example, first of all, how much was that course on ads from Sam Evans? It was about six thousand dollars USD. Okay. So in two years of membership from your gym, you're gonna make that back. Just plus the butcher, plus blah 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 blah, right? Plus your business. So just to, to recap on that mindset thing. But I was listening to Alex Rockwell, your your interview today. And he, he talked about the bazillion books he's sending out. But I, I just can't imagine doing that because he's literally printing them and, and like binding them in his house himself, right? That to me is like, I would <laughs> never do that, right? Yeah. Like, you know how much work that is? Like, for example, what you're telling about ads, I know you're excited about ads, but 
I know how much work goes into ads. I would never do that because it's just so much work, right? And it's not scalable. There's so many ads you can do for so many people at a time. So for example, the book I sell on Amazon. I sell it on Amazon because Amazon prints it and sends it. And yes, I make, if it sells for $20, I make five, but I don't do anything, right? Yeah. So it's mega scalable. Like it's infinite scalable. I don't need print and press. I don't need people fulfilling orders. I don't need, I don't need anything. I just run an ad and if it's profitable, scale it to the moon. So that's just wanted to make a oh, yeah. point on it. 100%. Yeah. I, I, um, when I was interviewing Alex and amazing interview, not going to put yeah. him down or anything no, like that. No, 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 no. He's doing an amazing and I think amazing job and yes. check out his stuff because He's a great example of what you can do really, really well with a book. He's just opted. He would rather invest the time to put it together himself than to pay a little bit more to have someone else do it and leverage it. Because all my Guitar Ninjas books are done through the Amazon KDP. You can't buy them on Amazon. They're controlled through my website. But if you put in an order, we, we only have one manual step. And the manual step is you order on my website, my admin goes to the Amazon backend and she just puts your order into Amazon and it sh- yeah. ships from your closest Amazon. And two days later, you get all our guitar ninjas books, high quality printing. We don't do anything like that was it, literally to get 12 books set up like that was like a month's work, but one of the best things we ever did. Cause now if you buy my book, you get it two days later, wherever you are in the world. <laughs> well, I have to do is the, the quality is amazing, isn't it? My book is also like super quality paper. Everything's the best, right? So that's why the margins are so, but the quality and, and how they built it and everything, it's just extraordinary. I see kids walking around with their book of mine and they're just rubbing their face against it because I love the feel of the Amazon books. If you get the matte cover ones, they're, they're really awesome. It's actually bizarre because I've seen multiple people do it. Uh, but then we've got to wrap this one up, unfortunately. So my last okay, question sure. to you, if I was going to ask one question, what's one question you wish I had to ask you today? And how do you have answered that question? Um, a question that I would like to get asked, when are we going to collaborate on something together, Michael? When are we going to collaborate? Well, I think there's a guitar Bible that needs writing, which we just Ooh, discovered today. Nice. So nice. I've literally got three minutes to record this podcast. So I've got to wrap it up. But if the answer is when we're going to collaborate, that answer is we're going to discuss that in the next <laughs> about 30 seconds after this recording stops. So, okay. uh, and th- that's the thing, guys. If w- one of the best things about doing this podcast is I get to literally talk to cool guys like Den or Johnny from Build a Music School or Alex, like I have the time of my life interviewing these guests, but it opens up doors for collaborations and opportunities. And if you have a good idea and you can just network with someone else and see that, what they're motivated, Go and do it. If if you've got a if you're a guitar teacher, don't be worried about the guy down the road who teaches guitar. Reach out to him and say, Hey, are you interested in doing a summer camp with me where we pull our students together and do a band program? Exactly. Something like that. Reach out to a piano teacher and say, Hey, I teach guitar. Can you refer me piano students and can I refer you guitar students? Other way around. You know, send me people my way. The more people you can connect with and network and collaborate with, the better. If Dennis can set up these amazing book funnels and I can help him write a book, then he's going to do half the work. I'm going to do half the work and we're going to make the best book ever been written. 
and it's going to be out in half the time with twice as much response because now both of our audiences are, you know, eager to buy it. So, Den, I don't know and what we're going to buy, it, yet, but we if you will don't buy it. You're going to hell. Yeah, <laughs> if you don't buy it. <laughs> okay, Michael. Seven was- deadly sins of guitar. <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right. Den, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Uh, we've got less than a minute of allocated recording time. Guys, I record this on Zencaster. Check it out if you have your own podcast. It's really cool. But I only have 120 minutes per month, and we've used up almost all of them on this one single podcast. Den, where can our listeners find you? At learningguitarsecrets.com. They can download the book there, check out all the courses. Fantastic. As always, Den, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. To our listeners at home, thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next exciting episode of the Top Music Guitar Podcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. If you enjoy this show and want to hear more of our work, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. For links and resources mentioned in this episode, including a free ebook on how to find more guitar students, visit us at www.topmusic.co slash guitar or check out the show notes. And lastly, thanks again for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.